Welcome to this episode of ClearedCast, your source for security clearance, intelligence community, espionage, national security, and defense contracting updates, and our exclusive interviews with intelligence community and government leaders. First, a quick word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by the Intelligence and National Security Alliance, or INSA. INSA is the leading nonpartisan association for driving public-private partnerships to advance intelligence and national security priorities. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of ClearedCast. I'm Katie Keller, Editorial Communications Manager with ClearanceJobs.com. Today, I am joined by the Intelligence and National Security Alliance's Land Industry Award honoree, Derek Kawamoto, who is the Principal Engineer for Algorithms at Hawkeye360. As principal engineer for algorithms, Derek has been quite instrumental in demonstrating how inexpensive commercial satellite tech can be used to produce world-class geolocations, which is really a game changer where capabilities were principally possessed only by the government agencies. So he developed algorithms that underpin how his company geolocates high quality radio frequency data. And your name also appears as an inventor on two of Hawkeye 360's patents. So Derek, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, thank you for having me. So Hawkeye 360, I believe is a fairly new company. So I'm excited to hear a little bit more about them from your perspective. But tell me a little bit about your journey toward engineering eventually landing your role at Hawkeye 360. Yeah. In middle school, I was in this um, kind of summer school digital electronics program. And I remember very distinctly thinking, I want to be an electrical engineer. And, you know, I also remember my brother telling me, you don't know what an electrical engineer does. And I was thinking, yeah, I still want to be one. You know, there's something about lighting up LEDs and playing around with switches and clock chips to make uh, little gadgets on a breadboard that I just loved and, and made me tick. You know, eventually I went to college and I figured out that I wanted to study computer engineering and RF communications and a little bit of math on the side. You know, when I think back, I think the intersection of those things really play into the software-defined radio work that I do these days, basically been my main skill set for my career. While I was in college, I, I lined up a, a government job with a team doing custom SDR, software-defined radio work. And when I got there, they gave me a lot of space to learn and grow my programming and signal processing skills. I have a lot of fond memories of my, my time in the government. And I'll say something that might resonate with uh, your listeners here that um, you know, I really miss the mission. And I have a high level of respect for everyone that's still working to uh, quietly hold everything together in some regards. So yeah, about five years ago, I was invited to interview with Hawkeye 360 to explore the opportunity there. To be honest, it, it took a little while for me to let go of the stable government job. But the thing that really pushed me over the edge was the overwhelming feeling of not wanting to miss out on an opportunity to be part of something really special. And so here I am. Sure. I also know that a lot of our listeners, you know, they, you know, evaluate the pros and cons between, you know, working in the private sector or supporting the government. And there are certainly pros and cons to each. It just depends on what really speaks to your soul, I suppose. But the Edwin H. Land Industry Award, it recognizes the accomplishments of early to mid-career professionals who work in industry on intelligence, defense, or homeland security issues. So a little bit of background on why you believe you're nominated. I guess just the importance of radio frequency or you know geospatial data, what that looks like with these Hawkeye patents that I mentioned. Yeah. So, you know, first off, it's, it's a huge honor to be, you know, recognized with this award. You know, I never expected anything like this to happen. 
something that's been really exciting at Hawkeye 360 is how we've been first into this commercial space of RF geolocation, you know, especially from space where we operate our, our, our cluster of three satellites to geolocate emissions from Earth. And so, you know, in some ways, I think the award is recognition of that, that we get to innovate, that we get to work on really hard problems, right? You know, I like to say that what we do here is really hard, very, very difficult. Geolocation is a problem that has about a dozen different steps. Each step requires incredible attention to detail. And if you mess up anywhere, uh, the answer you get in the end is not as accurate as you might have hoped. You know, I take great pride in telling people that we understand this process from calculus all the way to geolocation. I think this this award is is, is recognition of our, our company and just you know how we're working really hard to be first out of the gate. You know, I'm honored and thankful to be you know recognized with this award. RF geolocation is is not a new concept, and so in that sense, we're standing on the shoulders of giants. But on the other hand, we you know regularly encounter problems for which we are presented blank slates to approach in, in new ways. Wonderful. So you mentioned, you know, the value of commercial radio frequency or geospatial data. I guess uh, maybe I'm not sure, but it is a little bit of a newer concept that, you know, a company like Hawkeye 360 is sort of managing that data, manipulating it, whatnot, because it was mostly government agencies. So could you talk about the value of commercial data from your perspective, why that's important? Yeah. You know, earlier I mentioned that I missed the mission. And so, you know, my take on this is that anything we can do to help bring value to the mission is is a big win. You know, thinking about this pandemic, it's been a very crazy time and safety has been rightly a primary concern. And so, you know, enabling analysts to, for example, do meaningful work from the safety of home is really neat. And that's where Hawkeye's unclassified shareable data can really help out. You know, longer term, I believe that we'll never think about remote work the same way again, for better or for worse, right? You know, I do hope that our data can be made available to managers and decision makers so that if they ever need to think or rethink about remote work arrangements, it will be an option for them to make their decisions. And lastly, beyond that, I think there's an appetite for shareable data amongst our government and international partners. To the extent that we can help with those needs, we're here to serve. Very well said. I know that there's a lot of chatter when it comes to supporting the DOD, the IC, federal government in some capacity, and taking a look at how we've been working remotely, and we've been doing it well. And so I think that is going to shift or change, like you said, for better or worse. But any career advice that you'd like to offer folks that may be listening or interested in this field? Yeah, I think, I think I've got three, three points here. First, I think I would say figure out your strengths and, and run with it. When I think about engineering teams, I think about how teams need a diversity of skills, right? We need both specialists and generalists. And so, you know, if you're interested in in engineering and signal processing specifically, you know, I think it's very helpful if you can embrace your strengths, if you have identified it and really roll with it, grow as much as you can in those areas. Secondly, I would say having a growth mindset is super important to this field. And growth in both directions of wide and deep. You know, thinking specifically about engineering signal processing again, this field is is not easy. So it's helpful to know that you'll need some level of resilience and tenacity. When I think about hiring for our positions in the company, I think about the unicorn employee that doesn't exist. And he or she has experience in signal processing and programming and math and statistics. 
And it's just really hard to find people with all of those experiences. And what I would say is that I've learned all of these things on the job. And so in that vein, you know, I think not being afraid to dig a level deeper is always an asset in this field. One challenging part about signal processing is that there are very few one-size-fits-all approaches to everything. You know, having that nuance and the ability to go deeper down to first principles or foundational principles is such a valuable thing that you could bring to the team. Lastly, you know, I think you really want to play. For me, the ideal engineering candidate or successful teammate has high initiative, right? Uh, this means not waiting for people around you to show you the answer, but really tackling it the best you can with the resources you have. And then also kind of knowing when to ask for help. You know, you learn so much by getting your hands dirty with signals. Uh, for me, it solidifies abstract concepts much faster than I could ever mentally digest. You know, for anyone that might be looking for specific advice or like a maybe like a learning pathway, you know, I would suggest that there's a, a wealth of signal processing resources online. And I would also say that GNU Radio is a great tool to accelerate your learning if you ever want to get into the signal processing field. My advice there is that, uh, you know, you'll want to create software-defined radio applications in GNU Radio. But if you can, and if you're familiar with programming, you really want to get deep and write some code and see if you can make a GNU Radio block. Uh, that way you get your hands dirty, you get down in the weeds, and you, you get a level of familiarity that's one level deeper. It's so interesting with this conversation, just because I used to staff teams that were doing signal processing and everything you're doing in the sky, but for submarines. So I love hearing your perspective, but a lot of our audience is going to be folks that are you know, passively networking or aggressively job seeking. Mm -hmm. uh, so what makes Hawkeye a great employer? Tell us a, a little bit about your internal team there as well. The people in the culture here at Hawkeye 360 have been fantastic. I work most closely with the processing team where we do a lot of the signal processing and just the algorithm work behind the scenes. And we've got teammates there that have a wide range of ages and experience. You know, all of them have that high initiative that I love. And we all work well as a team to get us to where we need to be. Beyond the processing team, our, our leadership also really cares about us, uh, not just from a business perspective, but also on a personal level. And so I think those are things that, you know, I love about Hawkeye 360. It's really important, especially, you know, working in this virtual environment or most of us working in this virtual environment to have good leadership. So that's definitely something to look for in an employer. But uh, so this podcast being sponsored by INSA, we have to talk about mentorship. Tell me a little bit about, you know, why you think having a mentor in this space is important and any favorite mentors that you'd like to mention. Yeah, no, I, I think it's super important. You know, having people who enable and empower you to grow is, is so helpful in furthering your skills and your career. You know, when I think about mentorship for me in engineering, there's just so much that I can learn, right? And a mentor, you know, might be able to help you or anyone who's, who's looking to, to grow. A mentor might be able to help in navigating the bigger picture. And so that, you know, I or you or whoever's, you know, can take a uh, focus bites at the fine details. On the other hand, I would say that there isn't just one way a mentor can be helpful. For example, one of the things I learned early on at my time at Hawkeye 360 was how to push forward to minimum viable solutions. I'm a bit of a perfectionist, right? And so that saying that the perfect is the enemy of good is, is something that I was very prone to. You know, Early on at Hawkeye 360, my mentor recognized how I was prone to this and helped me really grow in that area so that I'm, I'm able to push forward to uh, deliver on, on things that we need. Lastly, a mentor can help you understand things from the perspective of other teams in your company or your organization. You know, we've been growing from a small startup to becoming a larger company. 
And I've gotten to see how sales and marketing work at a level that I've never really thought about before. And so being able to interact across teams and kind of learn the language and seeing how my job works hand in hand with their day-to-day has been so helpful and valuable to not only me, but the company. In terms of favorite mentors, if I can uh, you know, give a couple shout outs, that'd be, mm-hmm. that'd be pretty fun. From my old job, all these people know who they are. Jason gave me the space and the time to learn and develop my skill set. He, he taught me how to move fast. And, and when I say fast, I, I mean fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did things that were ambitious and pretty crazy at the time. And so, you know, I have lots of good memories from those, those times. Bob was a bit of a cowboy and he piqued my <laughs> curiosity on a number of topics. Uh, he helped me go deeper with my signal processing knowledge. And then Matt gave me a glimpse into what statisticians really do. And I would say that I've used that as a springboard to develop my own working knowledge and statistics that we use uh, on a daily basis. He also helped shape a lot of my thinking on software engineering, uh, especially as it pertains to teams, which has been relevant as we've been growing. And so collaborating on software is is always a difficult task. Here at Hawkeye360, Rob and Chris have been key and instrumental in my growth with the company. Uh, it's, It's been a wild ride to grow alongside this company. I was employee number six, depending on how you count everything. I think we're over 80 right now. And so the diversity of experiences I've had over this last four and a half years has been truly special. It's been crazy and, and fun. I love that. I, I've only, when I did support contractors, I only supported, you know, small to maybe hitting medium just because of that growth. It's so exciting to grow with a company and win new projects, win new work, and, you know, just kind of experience that magic. And number six, that's, that's now at over 80. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's been a ride. And in the early days, you know, everyone was working on everything. And, and now we're trying to figure out how to, to work best as a big team. And it's a, it's a worthwhile challenge. Yeah. I really do appreciate your time today. I thought that, you know, with our closing thoughts, uh, we've kind of hovered around it throughout our conversation. But just touch on the importance of government industry and the commercial sector all working together, I guess, specific to your projects that you've been working on. Why is that important in your opinion? As a former govy and as a taxpayer, I personally love it when the government gets good value out of what it pays for. I think Hawkeye 360 has a unique value to offer to the government. Just thinking broader, I think our industry in general, we have the flexibility to make more aggressive trade-offs, take on different kinds of risks in order to prove concepts and, and even burn down some of that risk. And so, you know, in some ways, we're, we're going to be exploring and innovating in, in, in different ways that, that might bring something new to the table. And so I'm really looking forward to seeing how this all comes together for you know, just a more secure nation and to, to be able to provide people the data they need to get the job done. That collaboration is key and critical to a lot of our work within the country. But so the quality of Derek's work has led the government to recognizing the value of commercial geoint data for intelligence analysis, which is very important. Unclassified and easily shareable data like this also enables intelligence agencies to collaborate more effectively with allies, state and local authorities and other key partners. So Derek, thank you so much for joining me today to share your story. Thank you. This is Katie Keller, editor at clearancejobs.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of ClearedCast. To learn more career advice, you can visit news.clearancejobs.com. 